from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Saturday Night Live in Las Vegas. It's the Sunday Bet Prep show from the Circus Sportsbook. Scott Spritzer and Matt Humans here as we uh, preview NFL Week 9. And uh, Scott, thanks for uh, carrying the offense last week while uh, I was out of town. It was uh, it was my pleasure, man. We had the uh, Scott squared or the Scott to the second power. I don't know with Kellen in here, and I uh, had a good time, man. We had a lot of good guests last week, man. I was able to talk to Paul Bovey all the way from Mexico, and he gave us some nice props and all that uh-huh. kind of stuff. He had seven or eight dimes riding on just about every every play after he sent me the tickets or copies of them. But uh, that was a good time, man. I hope you enjoyed San Diego. We enjoyed doing the show. Paul Bovey uh, always in some tropical location. You never know, never quite sure where he is. We're going to have to get him back on the show maybe <laughs> next week. But uh, he's uh, definitely a, a sharp NFL handicapper. On this week's show, we have Chris Andrews, South Point Sportsbook Director, Will Hill, VCN Analyst, and Scott Kellen's going to be back this week with his best bets. And he's got some plays on high-profile games. Let's start, and I'll, I'm going to say the biggest game of the week. Not because it's high stakes, but just two high-profile teams. Rams at Buccaneers, and uh, Tom Brady and the Bucs on a three-game losing streak. It's four for the Bucs if you count Brady's divorce from Giselle. Oh, jeez. One loss that after That only counts as one. One loss after. <laughs> the losses are just piling up for Tom Brady. It's not when good for Mr. Brady. can he stop the bleeding? Uh, right now at Circus Sports, the Bucs are minus three, minus 105. A uh, total of 42.5. The Westgate Superbook has the Bucks at minus two and a half, minus one twenty. Scott, how do you cap this one? Boy, I, I actually like uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks a little mm-hmm. bit in this one, Matt. I mean, they've lost, as you mentioned, you know, they keep losing and they've lost six in a row against the spread. They aren't even close to covering in some of those losses. Uh, but the Rams have been one of the worst teams in the league in yards per point margin, and I'm not the first one to talk about that. It just happens to be one of the metrics that I care about uh, the most when it comes to college or pro football. But yeah, I kind of talked about this with Scott Kellen last week, and I was going to ask you, too. It's like we hear the blame being thrown on the shoulders of Tom Brady. I know a lot of people don't like him. Part of the reason is is because of the constant winning, all the rings he has. The other part about, you know, they think that he cheated a little bit with the, the ball and the deflating ball and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> they just don't like the guy, a lot of people. I happen to like watching the best try to be their best, mm-hmm. and so I've always enjoyed watching Tom Brady. He's taking a lot of flack, and I'm not sure he deserves all this flack. There's a couple of things that I that I look at. They have no offensive line for run blocking, or at least they haven't so far this season, other than game one. Right. And you've got a guy like Leonard Fournette. If you can't open up holes or at least some kind of opening for Leonard Fournette to bull his way through, 
Uh, that's on the offensive line. And, of course, Tom Brady being a non- or immobile quarterback, he's not going to do a lot with his feet, so he's got to have time to be able to throw, and you're not going to get that when you can't run the football. Tampa's wide receivers dropping open passes. We've seen that week after week since week two. And the other thing is that I wanted to throw in there is this guy's getting a free ride right now, and I got nothing against him, but Todd Bowles. I mean, my gosh, you know, excellent defensive coach. But it's like if they had a poster up for Peter Principal, I think his picture would be on it. Uh, he's like 29 and 47 now mm-hmm. as an NFL head coach. He had the one good season with the Jets his first season. Things fell apart after that. And then, of course, he's taken this Tampa Bay team or helped be one of the reasons to take this team down a couple of rungs. So I, I kind of ha- hand a little bit of a blame on a few people, Tom Brady being one of those. But I think uh, a few people on this team have gotten away with uh, making a lot of mistakes thus far. Having said that, Matt, I don't want anything to do with the Rams this week. I I think it's the wrong side this week. Their offensive line is not good. They can't pass block. They can't run block. The defense isn't getting the kind of pass rush you'd want. This means Brady might finally get some time behind that offensive line to be able to go through his progressions and throw the football where he wants it rather than having to hurry things. You know, you said something there about Todd Bowles I was going to hit on too because if Tom Brady was frustrated by – Bruce Arians and his lackadaisical approach and kind of his relaxed approach to the game. How do you think he feels about Todd Bowles right now? At this time a year ago, Scott, the Buccaneers had the number one run defense in the NFL. Right now they rank 24th in the league, allowing 132 yards per game. At this time a year ago, it was about 70 yards per game. Uh, So the Buccaneer, he's supposed to be a defensive coach. His defense is a lot worse. You're right about the offensive issues along the line. Uh, I think in this matchup here, the Buccaneers, Tom Brady's just got more weapons. You know, not just Leonard Fournette in the backfield, who he uses more as a receiver than a running back right now. But he's got more wide receiver weapons. Sure. Uh, we're going to look at this number on Cooper Cup. He has been cleared to play in this game, but this is a guy that Matthew Stafford zeroes in on all the time and really looks at nobody else. Right. And, and maybe occasionally his tight end, Higby, and that's it. So Cooper Cup limps into this game. He's been cleared to play, but he's got a sore ankle. This from NFL on CBS. Cup is responsible for 30.6% of the Rams' total offense since the beginning of last season, the most in the NFL. So the number one weapon for the Rams <laughs> is banged up, hobbled, and the Bucks have uh, just more, simply more playmakers on the field. They're at home. Brady's on a three-game losing streak. I like the Bucks here. This is one of my best bets of the week. And the problem with the fact that he's having to go to Cooper Cup so often and he's over 30% of the offense is who are you going to throw deep to on this team? You mentioned Higby. He's a tight end. Skoranek, who way back in our preview show, I had mentioned he's he's got to be a decent four or five in the depth chart when it comes to receivers. He's got to be the guy that comes in and moves the chains once in a while. He can't be one of your top three guys to throw to. And so he's got really nobody to throw the ball deep to. And so defenses can kind of cheat up as they have a little bit, but uh, their offensive line has been underwhelming too. So it's just one of those situations where I agree with you on this, that you, know, you got a little bit more to, to go with on offense around the quarterback when you're talking about the Bucks and Brady than you do with Matthew Stafford and the Rams. I mean, you could double up Cooper Cup and never have to worry about getting beat by anybody else. You would think it would be a pretty easy offense to defend, right? Sure. It's pretty yep. predictable what the Rams want to do. Akeem Hicks comes back along the defensive line uh, for Tampa Bay. and Michael Lombardi talked about this this morning on his show. You put him on that line along with Vita Vea, and uh, the Buccaneers are going to be able to put some pressure on Stafford. I thought the Bucs played well enough to beat Baltimore in that Thursday night game a week and a half ago. The reason they didn't is Lamar Jackson got loose, made a couple plays with his legs. Stafford's no threat to do that. No, that's the thing. Is I And I had Tampa Bay in that game, Matt, uh, to be candid, and, 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 uh, and I, I saw them have their chances to win the game, as yeah. you mentioned, but they could not uh, wrap up. Lamar Jackson or keep him under wraps, so to speak. But you're right. I mean, you're not going to get a you know 20-yard gain on third and five <laughs> when you're in trouble on offense with Matthew right. Stafford. So I happen to agree with it. I'm going to – I played him again, second straight time I played him, and, and hopefully we're going to get a win out of him here after uh, losing that game in a tough loss against Baltimore last week. Bucks are on my contest card this week, and uh, that's one of my uh, two games I have actually bet out of my pocket. I only bet two of the five games so far. I'll talk about the other one later in the show. Uh, Also a note from NFL on CBS for Tom Brady fans out there. He needs 164 passing yards to become the first player in NFL history with 100,000 career passing yards. That's why he ditched his family and decided to come back to play football, (laughs) Scott. That's why.
I just thought maybe that wasn't good enough for Giselle. <laughs> she wanted a buck fifty. What's a hundred? Yeah, he wanted that hundred thousand, and he said, "That's it. Family's overrated. I'm going to go get the mark." Uh, hopefully, he'll get that this week. 164 is not really tough if he got some blocking and are able to throw the football. But uh, yeah, that's impressive stuff, man. I know you got to be around for a while to do it, but you remember when he came out of college and. You know, there was two players that I was wrong on. I thought Tom Brady would be good, but not great. I thought he'd be okay, have a decent career. The other one was Ryan Leaf. I hate to have to admit that I probably shouldn't, but I actually thought Ryan Leaf was going to be pretty good coming out of college in the NFL. Didn't know he was the head case that he turned out to be. Yeah. Uh, but again, I mean, this is impressive stuff when you talk about 100,000 yards. So impressive that he couldn't, couldn't even keep his wife around to impress her with it. But, uh, <laughs> hey, you know, what can you say? You're not the only one who liked Ryan Leaf, and I'm not saying I did, but if you remember at the time, the NFL executives were split 50-50, Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf. Absolutely. There's a lot of guys out there who were wrong about Ryan Leaf. I was doing a Stardust line show. I'll never forget. Uh-huh. We had – Koken might have been there, Dave Koken, and and uh, we're doing the show, and they were saying, who do you think is going to be the better pro? And I said, I think it's going to be right down the middle. I think you're going to see good seasons out of Ryan Leaf where he's a little bit better than Peyton, and then there's going to be seasons when Manning's a little bit better than Ryan. Right. So every once in a while you miss him. I've been wrong before, and I'm going to be wrong again, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people were wrong about Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Scott, we were right. Yes. Uh, we've been touting the Eagles for uh, several months, and uh, going back early in the summer when their win total opened at 8.5, guess what? They are 8-0, almost uh, going over that early win total, which actually closed at 9.5. But BetMGM, Circa, several books opened the Eagles' win total at 8.5. They are 8-0 now after beating the Texans 29-17 on Thursday night. I'm not going to say it was the most impressive performance I've seen from the Eagles, uh, but occasionally you're going to kind of sleepwalk through a game. Not always going to play your A game. Let's take a look at the Eagles and their path to perfection. And I want to mention this... Um, Fact from NFL Research on Twitter, Eagles are the 29th team of the Super Bowl era to start 8-0. All 28 previous teams made the playoffs. 15 won their conference, 8 have won the Super Bowl. So those things working in the Eagles' favor. Scott, let's take a look at their path to perfection. I know you made numbers in all the games that the Eagles have remaining. Yeah, these aren't numbers, obviously, for betting purposes. These are just kind of a rating numbers. I've told you before that I make numbers almost two weeks in advance, so I already made my numbers against the Commanders, and uh, I made Philly 11 over Washington. Uh-huh. That'd be at a home game next up on November 14th. They then play at Indianapolis, where I make Philly seven points better on the road. Back home against Green Bay after that, I make Philly seven and a half. Here's where it gets a little bit iffy, because I did make them a December 4 home favorite over Tennessee of 10 and a half points. And I'm going to tell you what's kind of concerning in just a minute. At the Giants, Philadelphia, five and a half points, better than New York. At Chicago, I made Philly 10 and a half. On December 24th, Christmas Eve, I've got the Cowboys one and a half points better than Philly. And then the final two games, I got Philly nine and a half at home to the Saints, nine and a half at home to the Giants. All of those teams I just mentioned, the Titans, the Giants, the Bears, the Cowboys, the Saints, and the Giants again, all run the football extremely well. Mm -hmm. And the one problem that you see out of Philly on defense is against the run. So I'm not going to bet the plus 1,100 that they're going to go undefeated because they got teams that do what they can't do real well, which is defend the running game. And that's all that second half of the season of what's left, I should say. You know, at DraftKings, Danny Burke pointed this out to me this week. We were doing the uh, podcast for the Thursday night game. And we were trying to pinpoint when the Eagles might suffer their first loss. At DraftKings, you could get the Cowboys game at 14 to 1 odds. I like it before that, actually. We could talk about that. You think that it'll better. happen before that? We're going to talk about the Eagles a little bit more later in the show. Right now, up next, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers on a four game losing streak. Can they stop it against the losing Lions? From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Sunday Bet Prep presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches is a surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction you're looking for. Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zen is made with six simple ingredients and completely tobacco leaf-free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zen online or find a store near you at zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. And warning, this product contains nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. Z-Y-N.com. Scott Spreitzer, Matt Humans back here on the NFL Preview Show for Week 9. Chris Andrews of the South Point joins us here in about 15 minutes uh, to tell us where the action is behind the book. Uh, but, Scott, where do you think the money is on the Packers-Lions game? I know early in the week it was on the Green Bay side because the line opened three. Uh, it's up to three and a half at this point, and that's not a surprise. With the Packers on a four-game losing streak, who who really wants to bet the Lions right now? <laughs> a one-in-six team with a clueless coach and a clumsy quarterback, you're not going to get the betting public to play the Lions. At some point they think Aaron Rodgers has got to stop this streak, right? Well, he's going up against a defense that he should be able to take apart a little bit here when you talk about Detroit. It's not just, you know, the offense all of a sudden struggling for Detroit the last two games. At least in the first few weeks, uh, the Lions' offense was actually putting some points on the board, but uh, not so fast and not so much in the last couple of games. But their defense, my gosh, 27th in passing yards allowed per game, 30th in rushing yards, dead last, 32nd in total yards allowed per game. They don't match up well with too many wide receiving cores, and even though Green Bay has some issues with their receiving core, it's a situation where this is the team that they can exploit a little bit defensively and finally get some separation. I mean, if you've watched Green Bay closely in their games, a lot of times so far this season, you've seen the receivers just not getting separation from the DBs, from the corners, safeties being able to come out, uh, come up and help out also when needed. But boy, this Lions defense is just playing bad. And I think they got a coaching staff that it's just not ready for prime time, so oh, to speak. Geez. And they're not making any changes. They're not making adjustments throughout the course of the game to be able to put their team in a better position. So I think this is the week. Uh, if that's where the money is, my money's part of that on Green Bay this week and uh, went ahead and laid the points. Yeah, I was going to play the Packers here too, but it went from three to three and a half, and I just backed off it at that point. That's, if you look at the Packers' offense, it's tough to, tough to trust this team sure. to put up points, even against a, a bad Detroit defense, the way things are going. Unless they get back to running the ball, I think that's one thing. Matt Lafleur is—is this Aaron Rodgers' offense or is it Matt Lafleur? Who's calling the plays Ooh. here? Because you got to get back to running the ball. You got two stud backs. You're not using them, and the and the Packers have scored 10, 14, and 17 points in the last three games on offense. They did get one defensive score in that uh, loss at Washington, but you've. Um, you're, you're, you're laying three and a half points on the road here with an offense that just doesn't have it going. And I don't want to hear excuses from Aaron Rodgers about the receivers and guys making mistakes. Right. Scott, I went back and watched the tape of the uh, Washington game. He made several poor decisions on where to go with the football, and he, he missed open receivers on four or five different occasions. It's not everybody else's fault. No, Rodgers has not been that sharp either. 
And I, I think part of that is the lack of the running game. He needs that a little bit to yeah, build off of. Sure. And, you know, he's not going to be the guy who can take off with the football and gain 18 to 20 yards on a consistent basis anymore uh, with his feet. So there is that. On the flip side, if Detroit's going to hang around in this game and win this game, not just cover, it's a situation where can they run the football? You got Andre Smith, you got Jamal Williams. Uh, Green Bay has the second best pass defense. Defense ain't that bad. So try to run the football a little bit if you're Detroit. And, uh, I mean, you know Green Bay is not going to sit back and let guys run at them. They're going to say, we're going to attempt to stop the run, and we're going to see if they can beat us through the air. So on the other side of the football, you got a situation where I would think Detroit would come in and actually try to establish the run, establish a little bit of play action, hit the tight end, and open things up a little bit. But you're right. You know, I mean, there's been plenty of times this year when I have seen no separation from the wide receivers. But also at the same time, Aaron Rodgers has made his share of mistakes. And I I would think that, I don't know, man, we've seen Matt LaFleur call better uh, sequences of plays over the course of the time that he's been at Green as the head coach of Green Bay. And I sit there and I watch that. And I'm thinking the same thing as you. How much influence does Aaron Rodgers have on the play calling? Because mm-hmm. right now, somebody is not doing their job very well when it comes to play calling with this offense. Well, he does not take the responsibility, that's for sure. Absolutely. Uh, he's <laughs> he's happy to throw his coach under the bus every time things are going wrong or throw <laughs> – other teammates Should under the bus. heard what I said about you last week on a couple occasions. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> As you know, in the handicapping business, we're not perfect. It's hard to be. If you're hitting uh, 58%, you're doing a great job. I got noted. I got Clemson, so that shows you right there. Well, you talked about teams that need to make quarterback changes. How there about you go. Clemson? Uh, you know, and I think the, uh, the Detroit Lions are just a, a tough team for anybody to bet. I don't care if you call yourself a sharp or a square or what you are. Uh, it's so annoying to bet the Detroit Lions. And the case in point was in that game at Dallas a couple weeks ago when it was 10-6. to 6. It looked like the Lions had a touchdown. I thought the ball was over the goal line. So did I. Dan Campbell has uh, got his head stuck somewhere, doesn't challenge it, and then the Lions fumble on first and goal at the one, and the Cowboys go down and blow the game open. How do you not challenge <laughs> that? And it's just a, a tough team to bet because the coach is gonna, if the coach doesn't find a way to screw up the game, the quarterback will. And yep. Jared Goff was terrible in that game, too. I had zero interest in betting the Lions here. They're 1-6. They're allowing 32 points per game. And uh, it would be the Packers or pass uh, for me. But when that number moved from 3 to 3.5, three uh, it got me off the Packers here. Let's hear from Cynthia Freeland of NFL Network uh, talking about Aaron Rodgers. And does she expect him to have a big game? By the way, Scott, he has had very few big games throwing the ball this season. Let's start with Aaron Rodgers. He has not thrown for more than 260 yards all season. Will he break 265? He will. He's going to have more than that. He's playing the Lions defense, for goodness sake, and they're not getting pressure on opposing quarterbacks. That's been the difference in this matchup for Aaron Rodgers for the season. He's been under pressure way more often. I think it's going to be a fun one for anyone who has Rodgers on their fantasy team. Two touchdowns, no picks, 275. All right, a great one to have on your team. Kind of surprising he has not put up many numbers this season. You know who has been impressive is Romeo Dobbs from Nevada, the rookie wide receiver. <laughs> he has been, actually, yeah. yeah. When you first mentioned it, I was going to say, but yeah, he has had a decent season. I think Cynthia is spot on. Yeah. Uh, the problem is for me is that if I only got him going over by, you know, 10 yards, then I'm probably not going to jump in and make a prop play. Uh, I don't, I'm just kidding. I, I think she's right on, and I think he's going to have a big game here because of the reasons we talked about. Detroit. Uh, not only can't cover the pass, they can't cover the run also, which means Green Bay will hopefully, you know, have their heads together and come out and do a little bit of both and establish a little bit of a ground game by some time for Rodgers in the pocket to go through those progressions, as we said with Brady a little bit earlier. And on the flip side, again, I think it's a situation where uh, Detroit doesn't make the adjustments. You kind of talked about that just a second ago with this coaching staff. When they're getting beat and they're getting beat badly, there's no changes that are made on either side of the football. Right. And I know everybody, you know, kind of fell in love with the emotions of this head coach and, and all that kind of stuff on the HBO show this summer. And I just sat there and I kept thinking, man, you got to show me first before I'm going to start being a bandwagoner with the Detroit Lions. And I'm really not into emotional coaches. I like more stoic type of coaches. Mm-hmm. I don't mind a coach who's like in the a locker Todd room. Type? Yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to say like a Belichick. Who's <laughs> asleep you know. on the sideline? <laughs> <laughs> I like to see a coach who, who, who gets after you in the locker room but isn't freaking out and squirming and twisting and you know on every single other play right. uh, that his team makes or doesn't make during the course of the game. And I don't want to see tears after the game and all that crap. Oh, Come on. No. you know. So, yeah, I, I think she's right on, Cynthia. And I, I think if you're going to play a prop this week, that's one of the tops is Aaron Rodgers to go over that passing yardage total, which uh, she said was 265. I haven't seen the update on it. 
Aaron Rodgers averaging 225 passing yards per game. Scott, I had the Packers plus 11 as a contest play at Buffalo last Sunday night. Yep. Very lucky to get the win in that one. I thought the Bills uh, let off the gas. They uh, they let the Packers in the back door. And when you watched that game, you felt like Buffalo should have won by 30. Absolutely. I turned it off, Matt. I had them two <laughs> in the contest. I had Green Bay plus the points in the contest. And it was relatively early in the game, and I just turned it off. And I think I text Koken, Dave Koken. I text my partner, Al McMorty, and I'm like, I don't even want to hear about it. Don't text me. This is 38 to 10 by the time this is over with. And then I happen to look at the score on my app, and I see that they're, you know, got a chance to cover. And, of course, they did. But uh, they looked like they had no business, at least the portions of that I saw of the game. And, of course, I record all those games, and I like to watch them as much as possible afterwards while I'm working on the next week's stuff. And I'm sitting there, there was like really no part of that game where I thought Green Bay was really in a legit shot or spot to cover that spread. So felt very fortunate, like you, I had him in the contest. So I was obviously happy because that was a difference between two and three and three and two. And I had a bad week the week before, so I needed that bounce back. Same same deal for me. Uh, by the way, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, those are the guys I think they've got to get more involved in this offense. Packers, if they can get that running game going, you're seeing it across the NFL. You're seeing a lot more teams being successful running the ball. And uh, I think the Packers got to get back to that. Romeo Dobbs, rookie from Nevada, leads the Packers with 49 targets, second with 30 receptions, and uh, he's got 296 yards and three TDs. He's been a great find uh, for the Packers. Let's take a quick look. You know, we're going to do this next. We're going to do this later in the show. We're going to take a look at the best bets in the Circa Friday Football Invitational and uh, see who's got Plays on the line in the NFL on Sunday in Week 9. I think uh, there's also a Monday night play involved in there and one of the best bets, but we'll get to that uh, later in the show. On deck, we've got Chris Andrews, South Point Sportsbook Director. We're going to find out where the money is, where the liability is for Chris, and uh, maybe get his opinions on some of the games on tomorrow's card. This is v the Sports Betting Network, back in a couple minutes. Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, get everything VEASAN has to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. Get VEASAN Pro Access all the way through the Super Bowl, plus our upcoming college basketball betting guide, which uh, is going to be out within a few days. College football bowl guides, Super Bowl betting guides, and a lot more. Give yourself an edge. Visit VEASAN.com. Subscribe to get your $99. Dollar mid-season special, mid-season special today. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Chris Andrews, our friend from the South Point Sportsbook, joins us now. And uh, Chris, great to have you on. Uh, will you be coming off a winning college football Saturday or a losing college football Saturday when you roll into a Sunday NFL? I'm going to say it's a winning day for your side. Well, let's say so far so good, Matt. We still got a lot out there. So uh, I always try to temper Michael Gaughan a little bit when you look at the figures. I said, you know, you can't put that in your pocket just yet. We have a lot of stuff still going on. Especially, I mean, we got some big games tonight. So, you know, I don't know. But, I mean, I think it'll be okay. We'll see. Well, Chris, I, gotta, I was just going to say, I, I got a college football question for you, even though we're doing an NFL show here, Chris. I'm watching that Georgia-Tennessee game today. And, you know, going back to 2014 with these – Playoff committee started making rankings. I think the first ranking they ever did was like first part of November mm. of 2014. They made Mississippi State number one. They didn't get to the championship game. They made Ohio State number 16. The Buckeyes won the championship. This week we see Georgia number three, Tennessee number one. We see a point spread of eight and a half, sometimes nine in some places <laughs> on this game. And even though Tennessee had a chance for a backdoor at the end of the game there, uh, the Georgia Bulldogs dominated, especially on defense, and without one of their top players on defense. And they sacked uh, the quarterback, Hendon Hooker, at, I don't know, seven times, I think I saw. So what I'm trying to say here is it's time we have an odds maker, a guy who understands power ratings on the playoff committee. And what are you doing on Tuesdays the rest of the season? <laughs> we need you, man. Scott, <laughs> what's, it, what, what's it pay, Scott, before I uh, – <laughs> Oh, I got to be your agent too, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're setting me up for this, of course, yeah. But are you sitting there watching this and scratching your head sometimes at some of these playoff committee ratings? I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. Well, we closed the game 10, Scott. Did you? I mean, so, 
Uh, you know, it, it really wasn't a bad game for us because the, the public was all over Tennessee in this one. But, you know, we just kept getting sharp play. And, you know, one of the wise guys lays you nine and a half. You know, you got to go to ten. That's what we did. So sure. it was a really a tremendous betting game both ways. So we we probably lost a little bit, but not much. It, it really wasn't bad at all. But I think you can see physically, um, you know, just the way Georgia's recruited the last couple of years. They just had so many – so many great athletes, whereas Tennessee's kind of still getting there. And, uh, you know, I like Hypo. I think he's doing a really good job. I think maybe in a year or two that might be a different story. But right now, uh, Georgia clearly had the uh, talent, a uh, huge talent advantage over Tennessee. Yeah, especially on the defensive front, that Georgia uh, yeah. defensive front seventh dominant. Uh, I'm curious, Chris, you said a wise guy laid you nine and a half. I've always wondered this. You call him a wise guy, but why didn't he lay eight that was out there the whole week? And why did he wait till? Uh, uh, <laughs> well, I you know you're right. Yeah, you have a point, Matt. I mean, a guy <laughs> could have laid. I I think I was, yeah, I was at eight for a long time. Then I went to eight and a half, then nine, and nine. But let me just put this guy. This guy bets me big, and I think he does okay, at, okay. Uh, overall. So you know, I guess it's just a matter of semantics. Uh, the guy's a pretty good player, and he bets me uh, some pretty big numbers, and I think he's doing okay. So that's why I gave him the, the immediate wise guy label. Okay. Well, let's move on to the NFL. Week 9, and okay. what's the biggest game for you as of right now, and do you think that's going to be the biggest game for you as of tomorrow in terms of liability for you as a bookmaker, Chris? Well, I got two that are kind of surprising to me. The first one is I need the bills for – a huge number. Wow. And I'm shocked. You yeah. know, I mean, this is definitely wise guys who came in and, and took uh, the jets off me, took them on the money line, uh, took them, uh, you know, I'm trying to think, where do we open this thing? I think we opened 13. Yeah. We opened 13. Uh, they took 13, 12 and a half, 12. And I just let them walk me down the whole way. Cause I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know I mean? There's going to still be, we don't have to go begging for bills money. So I think we'll wind up being okay on that game. But right now, it's a pretty big decision for us. I don't think we'll get evened up on that game. I think we're going to need the Bills. The other one, some late play came in today on the Raiders. Uh, We'd been running the game. Well, we opened the game one. They laid me one, one and a half. We're sitting at two today. And uh, I saw it moving all over the screen. uh, But we hadn't taken a bet. And I I really don't have an opinion on the game. But then they came in and they they bet me pretty strong on the Raiders. So uh, as of now, I'm going to need the Jags pretty good because I got almost nothing the other way. But you know, Matt, I let them kind of climb the ladder with me. I, I don't have an opinion. I figured, you know, if they want to bet it, just come on in and bet it, and you know, we'll see it, see what happens. Is there a chance that the uh, Raiders get the three point favorites or not? I think there's a good chance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because right now I got nothing on the Jags and. Uh, you know, money line. I tried to jack up the money line a little bit. I, I, you know, I mean, I only, I hate to tell you how little I have on the Jaguars right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna need them pretty good. I think tomorrow. So I think there's a pretty good chance I get the three on that one. Chris, I think I saw where the Jets were the largest winning home underdog, you know, with a winning record in 15 years this week. Went from 13 as high as 13 in some spots down to 11 and a half at South Point. Uh, I, I saw one join at about 60% of the tickets on the Jets. It looks like we're seeing both public and sharp action on the same side, but I was going to ask you, you know, double-digit dogs, including the loss the other night by a double-digit dog outright, have now yeah. won 7 of 17 this year in the NFL outright. And obviously that's a huge profit when you're talking about double-digit underdogs winning these games almost half the time. Have you seen, you know, abnormal money line action coming in at all with the Jets this week? Yeah, quite a bit. You know, uh, you know, I was fortunate though. I think Jimmy posted it. We took, we have a fifty thousand dollar parlay, money line parlay running. Uh, the guy had Philly, so he's got one one end in, uh, and then he's got the Bills and the Chiefs. So I mean, I got that to kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, to offset it a little bit. But uh, but yeah, I got quite a bit of money line play on the Jets. Um, you know, the other night, even though the one guy had that big. Big number on the uh, on Philly. I had quite a bit of money line play uh, on Houston too. So uh, yeah, I'm seeing some of those guys doing that. And you know, Scott, I mean, all you got to do is watch NFL on Sunday, and you know, so many of these games come down to one score. You know, whether it's a you know double digit dog or a pick 'em game, 
so yeah, some of these guys are betting them and, uh, you know, we, you know, we're going to wind up okay in the end, but I can see that trend right now. And a lot of guys are following it and, you know, you have some vulnerability in those spots. There's no doubt about it. I was going to ask you also about the trade deadline, uh, because two of the teams that did a lot, one positive, one negative, uh, are facing each other this week. That would be Miami and Chicago, and the Bears no longer have Robert Quinn, Roquan Smith. They dealt those two. Uh, of course, Robert Quinn was last week. And then Miami adds Bradley Chubb and Jeff Wilson. Obviously, Chubb is a great addition to the defense. And then I think Jeff Wilson's not a bad addition. He, you know, he became expendable in the Bay Area because of McCaffrey going to San Francisco. And I think he's going to be pretty decent here because they got a nice duo running back situation now with uh, with Wilson you know, being reunited with Mostert. But I was going to ask you on this one, I have seen a little bit of action coming in on Chicago, which would go against this thought, but did the trades that we saw this week, especially in this particular game where we saw both teams uh, getting busy, have much to do with the line moves in this contest? Well, it did for me. You know, I raised my power rating on the Dolphins. Um, I'm not sure I raised it a whole point. I think I did. And I lowered the Bears probably about half a point. Uh, I really think no matter what you think or I think about the, the Dolphins' maneuvers, they believe they have a pretty good shot. Now, they beat Buffalo, and it was kind of a fluky win and all that. You know, but right now, I mean, if, you're, if you are the Miami Dolphins, you have to think you have a prayer now to, to, to make some noise. Now, of course, it's the AFC. You're going to have to either beat Kansas City or Buffalo probably on the road. But they they feel that they have a you know a pretty uh, you know, pretty loaded lineup and they can do it. So you see them making that move, and uh, you know Tua, uh, you know he hasn't been great up until this year. But I think they finally you know having some weapons I think has really helped them too. Uh, but I think they finally feel that they got their guy in there and uh, you know they're they're going for it this year. So I like this Dolphin team. I think they're they're very live. I mean it's going to take some you know beating some pretty good teams to get there. But I think uh, I think they they think they're really good, and I think that's probably the feeling in the locker room that hey, this is our chance, man. We're going to go for it. Hey, uh, Chris, just in the final forty seconds or so, how much uh, action have you seen on the home dog Bears in that game tomorrow? Dolphins uh, at Chicago. Ticket counts about two to one in favor of the Dolphins, oh, okay. but I, I mean, right now the the money money wise is pretty even though, uh, Matt. So I mean, it's, right now it's uh, it's really a you know a non-event as far as who I need in the game. A lot of action on the total too. So this has been a great betting game for us this week, and I guess there's just a lot of opinions with those trades, and you know the point spread of course is a great equalizer. So you know yeah, a lot of lot of business. I'm not sure we've moved that much at all. I think I opened it for him up to four and a half, but you know not not a whole lot of movement on that game. All right. Follow him on Twitter at Andrews Sports, South Point Sportsbook Director Chris Andrews, author of Then One Day, award-winning author as well. Uh, Chris, thanks for jumping on, man. I appreciate the update on Saturday night. Always a pleasure, guys. Good talking to you. All right. We'll take a quick break. We come back. Scott and I preview the primetime game Sunday night and Monday night. And tomorrow night, it's Titans-Chiefs, Monday night, Ravens-Saints. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. All right, Fall Sports and Full Swing, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or hoops fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet Plus Get, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and more. Head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today. It's a whole new game at BetRivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. Scott Spritzer, Matt Eumann's back here as we continue to preview NFL Week 9. Let's look back a little bit at the Circa Friday Football Invitational. That's our Friday night contest show here that Derek Stevens has put up to $25,000 for, and we have 16 handicappers in the bracket. The best bet sponsored by Brooklyn's Best Pizza and Pasta, new location here in downtown Las Vegas that Al Scaliot has opened here in the past month. Let's look at some of the best bets for the NFL that are going to be on the line in this contest tomorrow and Monday. Bobby Brubeck of Austin, Texas, pro better, has Bill's Jets under 46. Not a lot of NFL best bets on this list. We have two guys on opposite sides of the Rams-Buccaneers total. Randy McKay on Rams-Bucks under 42.5. Aaron Renning on Rams-Bucks over 42.5. Mike North, Chicago sports radio personality, is on Dolphins-Bears under 45.5. Jeff Whitelaw, pro better from Vegas on Vikings minus 3. Chris Zanuck, pro better from Vegas on Bears plus 4.5. And, and on Monday night, James Salinas, who was tied for the contest lead with Chuck Edel going into today, his best bet is Raven Saints under 48 and a half. By the way, Chuck Edel rolled a 5-0 and today. Outstanding. Five college plays, five winners. Great job by Chuck the Iceman Edel uh, to continue to hold the contest. Do you remember lead. who called it you know, before the, the season began and said, I got my winner right here, and it's Chuck Edel? Huh? You remember that on the previous show? I said, Chuck Edel, yeah. just take oh, him. Yeah. Just lay the, lay, you know, I think he got him at like even money or something. That's right. Actually, I think he could have got Chuck Edel at about uh, four to one odds. Well, yeah, with that big list of, of <laughs> really good betters and cappers, no oh, yeah. doubt about it. But at least uh, four to one. I'm just glad to see Chuck doing well. You know, I mean, that's good stuff from a really good guy and a, an excellent mind when it comes to picking apart the point spreads. I've done quite a few shows yeah. with Chuck over the years back in the day, and uh, always learned something from Chuck. He always does a great job. He was in studio with me a week ago Friday, and it was great to have him in here. He was also profiled. Rob Mish, a local writer, wrote for the uh, Chicago Sun-Times a feature story on Chuck Edel last week. It was really good. Uh, check it out if you get the chance. All right, let's uh, look at the primetime games Sunday and Monday night. Scott, you and I were lucky last Sunday night to get the cover with the Packers. I am not going to press my luck and take the points <laughs> with the Titans against the Chiefs uh, tomorrow night. The quarterback situation a little bit up in the air for the Titans. Ryan Tannehill is a game-time decision. If he can't go, it's Malik Willis, who attempted one pass in the second half last week when the Titans won that game uh, in Texas. Uh, how do you cap this game, not knowing who the quarterback's going to be for the Titans? Well, I think they're in trouble no matter who starts at quarterback. You had Henry miss in Thursday's practice, too, but he's a go. Uh, he's not even listed on the injury list as probable, so he'll be out there. Uh, this was a play on Kansas City for me, Matt, whether uh, it was going to be Tanny Hill or whether it was going to be Malik Willis or not. And you, we talked a little bit earlier about one player doing so much and getting so much of the offense, and, and that was Cooper Cup at the Rams. It was 
uh, produced about 31% of their total offense. And if you look at what you know Henry's done, rushing and receiving yardage, that's about 45% mm-hmm. of everything Tennessee does, of his entire offense on this team. It's basically Derrick Henry and nothing else. You know, Maybe he's not 100%. I don't know. I don't care either way. If he plays and he's 100%, I still like Casey in this one because you're going to have to be able to throw the football. And I'm looking at that Titans injury list, and I said it a week ago, and I'm going to say it again, man. It reads like a Leo Tolstoy novel. I mean, it's it's war and peace all over again, and it was that way last week. They got a fortunate win. Uh, this week, I don't think so. I mean, they're badly banged up on defense, too. They're going to have to face one of the most potent offenses, obviously, uh, when it comes to this offense led by Mahomes. And back to that Titans offense for just a moment. I, I mentioned they're all about the run, and it's worth noting that Kansas City allows the third fewest rushing yards per contest. Mm-hmm. you got to throw the football against this team. Tennessee has not been able to do it. I know we just talked with Chris Andrews about the fact that double-digit dogs have been doing well in the NFL. I, I don't think so in this game. I think KC goes ahead and gets the win, and, and rather comfortably, and I'm certainly hoping so because I did use them in the contest this week. Uh, what were the double-digit dogs recently that you were talking about? You you made a reference to one-to-one straight up? Well, no, I was talking about even with Philly uh, getting the win and not getting the loss uh, straight up to the Texans mm-hmm. the other night. It was still seven wins and ten losses for those double-digit oh, okay. dogs. okay, seven and ten. Yeah, so almost. Thought, yeah. yeah, I mean, which you're up over 20 units, basically, if you're betting those blindly, which I don't know anybody who is. But, uh, but the bottom line is, is that um, they have done well. And as far as... Andy Reid coming off of my week, he's got that great record. It's, you know, closing in on 70% or right around there. It's about 22 and 10 against the spread, whether it be with Casey or with Philadelphia. So there you go. You got that also. But, but again, double-digit dogs in the NFL, reported not just by me but elsewhere, have been doing well. I just don't think so in this game because I don't see how you just run the football 35 times with Derrick Henry and expect to be, beat this Kansas City defense, which is really good against the run. Yeah, two of the double-digit dogs uh, played dead last week, and that was the Bears in Dallas and the Steelers in Philadelphia in uh, Week 8 on Sunday before the Packers fortunately got the money on Sunday night. Um, I don't want to give the Packers too much credit for that. I kind of felt like the Bills just let them hanging around and get in the back door in that game. Speaking of uh, Andy Reid, I had some numbers. uh, Reid, everybody talks about the bye Andy Reid is 20-3 and in the regular season after the bye as a head coach, 11-1 and in home games. Chiefs, however, 0-3 against the spread at home this season. And I think he's, what, 22-10, and is it, with everything? That's the report that I was looking at since day one as a head coach in the NFL, or you got it right there at 20-3? and 20-3. and That's 20-3. and That includes That's all Philly his years and Casey. Head coach, yeah. Okay, cool. So the 22-10 and was incorrect. Uh, it's even better. Where, that might include playoffs. If you, yeah, I think if that was thrown if you're talking about a week also. off before a playoff. That's game, that's what it was. Also, that's probably right. this is just a regular season record. Absolutely. Okay. No play for me on Sunday night, and I can't blame you for laying the points with the Chiefs. I don't want the Titans. If uh, Malik Willis is out there, I don't think the Titans. I don't want to. No matter who's quarterbacking, yeah. but especially Malik Willis, because they have no confidence in in having him toss the ball around at any point in the game. As you mentioned, I think he had ten or eleven passes overall, completed six for a minuscule yards per pass attempt <laughs> right. of like 5.5, I believe it was, and then one pass in the second half. So they just got to stuff the run. You know, and I'm sure Tennessee's going to come out, and if they're smart, try to do something early on to, you know, loosen things up a little bit, maybe throw the ball a little bit more than than, than they would actually like to normally. But uh, I still don't think they're going to get the job done against this defense. Malik Willis last week against the Texans, 6 of 10, 55 yards with a pick. Third-round draft pick from Liberty. All right, let's look at the uh, Monday night game. Scott, this was play number six on my list this week. Just missed my contest card, and I'm talking about the home dog Saints. I uh, couldn't quite get there, but I was very close to playing it. Ravens, road favorites here. They're banged up. Do you agree that the uh, the Saints are on the right side? I think the Saints might have made your contest card. Yeah, I, I do like the Saints okay. this week. You look at you know Lamar Jackson, and as good as he is and as smart as he is on the field, who's he going to throw to outside of the tight ends? And the running backs. I mean, Bateman's obviously out for the rest of the season. Uh, the Saints are top shelf defending the tight end. They're one of the best in the NFL when it comes to defending the tight end, so that kind of takes them out of the mix. And they are outstanding at defending quarterback runs. Now, I know they haven't faced Lamar. That's a different animal when it comes back uh, comes to running with the football out of your quarterback, but they've done a really good job at mirroring decent running quarterbacks, so I think they'll be okay here. And, of course, New Orleans did lose Michael Thomas uh, but Olave is at least a solid alternative, and Jarvis Landry might play listed as questionable. But that's what Baltimore doesn't have. They don't have an Olave who can make up some of the ground when a guy like Michael Thomas is out 
And, of course, like I mentioned, they're missing Bateman. So, listen, they completely dominated Vegas last week, New Orleans. They outgained it by 200 yards. They held a 2-to-1 ratio in yards per play in that game last week. If you base this just on turnover margin, Baltimore gets the win, but I'm not going to base it on turnover margin. I I believe that New Orleans is the play here, and I think that number dropped a little bit today, if I remember correctly, on Saturday afternoon. But uh, New Orleans uh, is a play for me on Sunday night. I don't know, on Monday night. You got two and a half on that, right, on the contest? Yeah, two and a half. Yeah. Uh, The Saints, going into week eight, had allowed 28.6 points per game, the second worst mark in the NFL. That's before they shut out the Raiders (laughs) and did not allow the Raiders to cross midfield until the final two minutes of the game. Where did that defensive performance come from? Or do you blame the Raiders for being incompetent and inept on offense? I'm going to say 70% Raiders and 30% New Orleans (laughs) because I was kind of watching the game, and I'm like, man, I was scratching my head over some of the play calling now, it's just weird that they've forgotten a couple of receivers on this team for the Raiders throughout the course of this year. But when you don't get the ball past the 50-yard line and you've got the talent that they have, that's got to be 60 70% on you as much as it is anything else when it comes to that New Orleans defense. Again, they're good on tight ends, but the Raiders, I don't even think crossed midfield, Matt. It was that bad. You know, Michael Thomas signed a five-year, $96 million contract extension with a $20 million bonus a couple of years ago, Scott. He has not done anything. Really no, he hasn't. Since then, since yep, Drew Brees right. retired. Uh, we got a pro tip for you. We're going to get to that in the next hour. And um, we got a lot more to cover. Will Hill, VSIN analyst, on deck with his best bets. And I think he's got a five pack for you. Stay tuned. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you can not only pick the two teams to make the Super Bowl, but also which team is the winner, you can make at least 10 to 1 right now at DraftKings. I'm Ben Wilson at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Shouldn't be much of a surprise that the two favorites in the AFC and NFC are the short shots, D, are the short shots, D, are the short shots, D, are the. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.